Sports listeners, this is your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. It's a whole hour of Santa Barbara teen athletes and all those people and businesses that support those teen athletes. Yay! Well, we had a couple of glitches this morning, but we ironed everything out. I'm really excited. It's another beautiful day here in Santa Barbara. We're in the house, we got uh, just save it, save the, all the cheers and the claps for the end. But we've got Lori Cortez, Christine Marie, Ed Langlow, and of course Richard Ellsworth. But before we uh, give each other air hugs and whatnot, we do have a young man out on the big sea, Connor Street. Put your hands together. Eight oh five seafood. Hey, what's Connor. What's going on out there today? How you guys doing? Very good. Uh, doing good. It's nice. Every time we call you, you fill the boat up. Couldn't have asked fish, for a better so. day out here. That's it. We need you to like haul in the big load. That this is what it is. You got now. You you catch everything, right? You don't like throw out grenades or anything like that. That's horrible. No, you don't do that. You just you catch with the line, right? Everything is hook and line caught, and everything that I sell is something I catch. I don't get it from anyone else. Nice. And, and then how many, when you get the little guys, how long, how big do they have to be to keep, to be keepers? 12 inches? How big do they have to be? So what I'm currently fishing for, rockfish, uh, they don't have any size limit, but the average size that I catch are in between the one to one and a half pound range. And it's just, it's perfect nice. to go right on the barbecue. Perfect size. Yeah. Beautiful. So after today, so today being Tuesday, um, if we wanted to make sure it's you have a catch for the day, so how do we get a hold of you? So if you do Instagram or Facebook, you can follow 805 Seafood on Instagram or Facebook, and that has all the up-to-date information. Otherwise, if you don't do Instagram or Facebook, you can text or message me, my cell phone number at 805-452-2306. And I can give you updates through there if you're interested. Just say I'm interested in getting in getting added to your up and onto your fish list, and I'll add you to it, and I'll be able to text you if you don't do Instagram or Facebook. You know, I've I've never been on a you fish list before. That's going to be fun. <laughs> there you go. So, hey, Connor. So you started this. Did you did this meet and exceed your expectations, or or like is it this something that is like you know totally you know. You channeled, it's, you know, a blessing, it's, God, what, I mean, tell me about it. Yeah, it's, it went over my expectations, actually. I, I had my goal set way lower, and it's already, I'm already exceeded my expectations, and I couldn't be any happier with everyone supporting and buying fish, and it's fresh, so what, uh, what more can you ask for? There you go. So is the next goal to get a bigger boat, another boat? How do, how do we go about this? Uh, my next my next goal is to buy a larger boat so I'm able to go out and fish our Channel Islands for a little bigger size. Nice. Boat. So that's the goal. So hopefully in about, I don't know, six or seven months or so, I'll have a bigger boat and I'll be able to bring even bigger fish to the community. Nice. That is exciting. So well, you, would you be interested in partnering with somebody that has a boat or are you not interested in that? You want your own boat? I, I I I want my own boat. I want to be fully in control of it compared to being partners in it with right. I thought about that. No, it's I got you. A cheaper. It's also a cheaper way to do it, but I'd rather just have it be completely mine. That way, I, whatever I do to it, it's my my <laughs> my thing. 
right. Well, we've, we've got a full Zoom room, so and I know there's questions. So, Dominique, we'll start with you. We'll just go around the horn. So what's your favorite thing about being able to <laughs> get up early and go fishing? What do you look forward to? What, like, what sensation gets you out of bed? Um, that I'm not going, I'm not inside. I'm going to be outdoors and enjoying fresh air, soaking up all the sun and being able to still fish. So my favorite part is just being able to be out of the house and not sitting inside because I'm an outdoors person. And it's also nice. I mean, uh, a little while ago, I was fishing and I had a bunch of a pack of dolphins swim right under me. And it's just nice to see. Wow. All the nature, all nature yeah. That does yeah. be, really that, that, yeah, that does seem to be one of the biggest uh, attractions, whether you're whale watching or whether you're fishing. When those dolphins come around, every, almost everything stops and everybody watches the dolphins. Mm. Yeah, I think Slipper. it's good luck. That's I, I believe every time they swim under me, it's good luck. There you go. I'll yeah, take it, man. Take it. it. Follow those dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Christine Marie, what do you say? Um, well, Connor, I'm wondering, did you take business classes in school or is how are you handling the business end? How is that working for you? Did you have some training um, for that? I did not take any. So my brother actually is going to college and he's majoring in business and finance. Ah. So he, he, it kind of worked out that um, he's able to help me with that side of it. I mean, I know some of it, but he's pretty nice. good with all the numbers and all that stuff. So he's able to do that part of it. And I'm able to just focus on catching the fish and selling the fish. And he focuses on the numbers for Beautiful. me. Beautiful. Great. Yeah. So what's the split? Little, little hey, team so we Connor, have. talk to me. What's the split? <laughs> yeah. What's the split? You uh, might need a gets, business manager. He gets, it, he gets enough to come back each time. So he, he hasn't quit yet. Oh. Does he get fish? There you go. No, he gets money. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, you oh, know, you, you know yeah, one of these times the you ought to shove the money in the fish. <laughs> no, there you go. There, there bro. you go. Ed you, have, Ed, you got a question? Then we've got uh, Lori Cortez, and then we have Richard. Ed, what's your question? Well, my thought is that halibut are getting harder and harder to, to find. Uh, is there a season, or, or do you even bottom fish for the halibut? Um, actually, the halibut are actually just starting to be more active now that the water's warming up a teeny bit. So they're, they're going to be active for the next couple months. So. I'm going to do a couple more trips focusing on just rockfish. And then I'm going to have a couple trips where I just focus on halibut for the whole day. Mm. That way I'm able to bring a different variety to the customer. So do you, do you have to fish uh, like on the bottom to get the halibut? So for the rockfish, I fish in like 200 to 300 feet of water. But for the halibut, I fish in the bottom. But I only fish in 60 to 55 feet of water. I fish a lot okay. shallower. Yeah, but yeah. both both fish are you catch them on the bottom. Nice. Hey, Richard, what do you say? What happens after you you catch uh, the fish? So, so like on the boat, what what process do they go through to keep them until you get back to the docks? So, I in the morning before I leave, I fill I fill one ice chest up just with ice, and then I fill another ice chest up just halfway. And when I catch the fish, I take them off. And I bleed the fish so they stay fresh, and then I throw them into the I throw them into the ice, and they sit on the ice. But then at the end of the day, I pour the empty ice chest on top of all those fish that are already in the ice, 
So it's like a sandwich. It's ice, fish, ice, fish, ice. So it's all oh, cold nice. and fresh under there. Cool. Yeah, they, they, they call yeah. that in Rock the industry. fish lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> they, they call that the ice fish sandwich. <laughs> there yeah, you there go. You go. Yeah, yeah. So the goal I don't know, is to keep it all Connor, fresh. I don't know if you know Lori Cortez, but Lori Cortez, um, Bishop family alum, uh, is also in the house. Her kids went to Bishop, uh, owns college coaching services. What say you, Lori? Hi, Connor. This is a fabulous business. My goodness. It's doing a lot of good for the community during this time, especially, I can imagine. So I have a question. Do you, I know that you sell to uh, individuals. Do you also sell to restaurants? Um, so I do not sell to restaurants. I actually only sell to individuals. Um, okay. The reason for that is because for me to sell to restaurants, I have to have a separate permit. And as of right now, I'm not willing to put out the money to buy another permit just for me to sell to restaurants. But uh -huh. eventually, I'm going to start selling to restaurants, I think. That's my goal. And then, Yep. As you expand and grow, then you can... Your, yeah. your business partner and brother can help so uh, last question and then i want to set something up because of your time time is money connor you got to learn that so in an hour what was the most how was the most amount of rockfish since you've been 805 seafood have you caught in one hour in one hour i and my crew guy which was my dad that day in one hour we had 43 fish Wow. wow man that's, that's it. I mean, that's religious that's what that is that is fantastic. And, and this is not so with listen. nets this is with poles this is all rod mm -hmm. and reel i fished three to four hooks on a rod each rod so um i can i can get more than one each drop sometimes nice, because nice. dropping down and get, dropping down 300 feet and getting one fish sometimes it's not worth it going up and down just for one fish mm -hmm. so i try to get more than right. one each time i drop down excellent nice fantastic so is i mean when you angle when you throw i mean not to say that it's not a gift to be able to fish for rockfish but is it pretty much throwing in a line and then something's going to get it or you got to dangle it i mean is it a gift like to be able to like here rocky fishy rocky fishy i mean what do you do <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so i i fit they live in they live in little rocks so for me to i have to keep i have to try to drop the line on top of the rock and they'll either bite it, it or they won't bite it. But like sometimes on my meter, um, my fish finder, I can see mm -hmm. fish down there. Like it shows me that there's some sort of fish down there, but they don't eat. They're nice. not hungry. So sometimes it depends. Right, right. They're just not hungry. So it just it just depends. Nice. And by the way, at uh, West nice. at West Marina, Erica at Erica, Erica, you can go buy a fish whistle, and it'll call the fish to you. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that. Would you put like some noise or something? I don't know. For me, if I was like, a, if I came back next time as a fishing lure, I'd be a squirrel. I'd be making all kinds of noise. Come get me. Coming back yeah. as a fishing lure. Uh-huh. Okay, sure. Yeah, Why not? Come on, Anything's baby. Possible. Here I am. That's it. Um, so what we're going to do for you, uh, Connor, is uh, Dr. D is going to set it up with you. You're going to give him, he's going to write down your phone number or you, I, I will text your mom, his phone number, and he will swing by. Did you have time today or? I uh, might be able to do that. Uh, depends on where he is, but I think we might be able to work that out. He's, yeah, he's in Santa Barbara. It's, it's well, not far. It's probably like five minutes from the studio. Sure. No problem. I think we can far. do this. And then, so he will go over to your house with a mic and then we will commercial. How's that? That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah, just send my mama's yeah. contact information. 
There you go. Yeah, we'll do it through your mom. Of course. Yeah. Love your mother. All right. Connor, get back to work, man. That's right. Let's go. All Thank right. you, guys. I and appreciate your time. Uh, oh, we love you. And uh, I want to I fishing report at least once a month. All right? Sounds good. Thank Excellent. you. All right. All right. We appreciate you. All right. going to look Great. forward to watching him grow, guys. All right. Thank you. Stay safe. Um, yeah, fun, huh? He all turns out to be this monster 805 seafood. And we could say, yeah, we knew you when. I love that. That's right. Um, we've got Lori Cortez up next. Let's take a little break. This is Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with more after these messages. And this is a Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. I tell you, Connor Street, an inspiration one of our teens in Santa Barbara. It's so nice. I love sharing these kinds of stories. So if any of you guys have a story like that, we're going to share it because it's all about um, frontline workers, essential workers, however you um you know, look at what we're going through right now. Good stories mm -hmm. is makes me happy. Makes you happy, yes. I have to a vacation, right? We just got to do But before we get to Lori Cortez, I'm really excited. I have thing I want to show and tell, okay? Now, okay. before I show and tell this, well, this I'll let dive before I even decided that I know what the heck this was. So Dominique said what? Dominique, exactly what did you say about this show and tell that I have? Uh, well, it, it's an item that my Dominique? mom keeps on her desk. And yeah, can you hear me okay? Yes. I, it, it's an item that my mom keeps on her desk. And if you are well-read, if you enjoy ancient philosophers <laughs> and uh, inventors, you will probably know what it is. Okay. Can you well I looked at this and so, I just thought it was decorative. <clears throat> I have one. Okay, well I won't tell you what it is. I am right not now. gonna say what it but I'm gonna tell you one very important factor about this. Number one, it's very cool. Okay. It is very yes. cool. All right. And it's right. hot to well, have. I had no it's, it's yeah. hot to have in your house. It really is. Yes. Because it's so yeah, cool, funny. right? I had right. I have funny. You're a very funny guy had no idea what this is but you know i i faked it you know like i knew but uh -huh. i i don't know what this is can okay for radio can i describe it it's a long glass yes. tube and inside of it it has little uh, like a watery uh substance i think it's uh ethanol might be inside of it, it might and be. then it has small little balls inside of the tube Kinda and like, those little balls like christmas ornaments yeah, um, have a little piece of metal hanging down. The metal has what the temperature is. And each of the little balls, I mean, it's quite a beautiful uh, glass blowing, uh, uh, just work of art. Yeah. But each of the glass right. balls has a density that's slightly uh, different density of the liquid that's in it. Yeah. So based upon how hot it is, these little balls float up and down. 
It is just the coolest yeah, so thank device. you, Dominic, because I wanted to see if anybody could guess what it was, but you just said what it was. So <laughs> we'll work on our connection next time. <laughs> okay. Who, and tell the truth, who knew what it was? Laura, did you know what it was? I didn't, no. No. Richard, did you know what it was? Yes. Ellsworth, did you, Ed, did you know what it was? No, and I have one sitting behind me. Ed, it's okay if you open your eyes when you walk around the house. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I'm, I'm in the, I'm, I live with lenses, okay? If anybody doesn't know what that is, Google it. So I always get, you know, I feel, I don't know. I don't maybe, you know, dented my self-esteem or whatever, but I really, I looked at this and I thought it was really cool. And I grabbed it. She goes, what are you doing? I'm going to put that in my room. And I'm like, oh, I just thought it was like a knickknack. <laughs> no. So when Ed said he has one in his, you know, right behind him, that is just classic. So it this is could, like the coolest so thing. In my own defense, I have my pages overlaying. So if you were showing that on the screen, I didn't see it. Is, is that was the case? Were you showing it? Yes. It, okay. I didn't see it because I have my pages overlaying. So I can <laughs> see the left better. of the screen. So that's, my, yeah, that's, that's why better. I understand why you were laughing at me. Because oh, yeah. No. She's I like, oh, Dominique goes on. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you're well-read, you know, like science. And I'm like, uh-huh. You know, like it. So then I just made myself a shake. Okay. Because then I just got my protein and I felt better. That's it. Because, Dominique, I'm ahead of you. Just remember that. So, officially, it's called a Galilean thermometer. It was invented by Galileo. So, uh, you know something, Lori, with college coaching services, since you're up right now, I just think it's, this is a must that you, when you get the, when you get your light, then a Galileo Galilee thermometer. I think you're going to have to pass it down, Erica, kind of like an airline, you know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? All right. What's going on, Lori? We've got so much stuff going on. I don't even know what I can imagine what it would be like being a parent right now. Yeah, there, there, there are, while there are a lot of changes, there are also a lot of things that remain the same with respect to college applications and completing those. And, um, uh, you know, the juniors who, who are almost rising seniors now, they only have a few weeks of school left, are really in the hot seat because they're starting mm -hmm. all of, you know, to prepare all of their essays. They're continuing to right. build their resume. And universities mm -hmm. are looking at a few different things during this COVID-19 time. Um, number one, they're, they're looking to see how students virtually are connecting with their community mm -hmm. to still help out their community during this COVID-19. And I have Students that are doing a variety of things from, you know, part leading uh, Zoomers to Boomers to offering online tutoring, you know, to their peers. Um, some of my students, one of my students has actually uh, started his own company. I think it's called Teen Glean. And they go and mm. pick fruit, um, extra produce that people have in their yards, and they bring it to the food bank. And then they distribute it to people that, you know, that are kind of low on um, food. And so there's a lot of ways to connect with community members, and that's important to universities while, while students still continue to build their resumes. The other thing that mm -hmm. they're asking their students to do is to stretch themselves academically. They, they understand that students probably have a little bit more time on their hands now, 
and they are saying, well, maybe take a, uh, you know, a uh, online course, such as Coursera. Coursera is a platform um, where a lot of selective universities get together and offer on free online courses. And they're really good. And students don't necessarily have to take solid classes there because you don't receive a grade for it. That's something you might put mm -hmm. on your resume. But I have a student taking a class called Happiness from, from Yale. And another... Oh, I know off. that instructor. He's amazing. Yes. Yeah, I've, I want to take the class. I haven't done it yet. But yeah, it sounds really interesting. And then, you know, some are taking architecture. Or one of my students is taking Buddhism. You know, it's just things that they're interested in, and which just, you know, increases their learning, their intellectual curiosity. How so, do you spell that, Cor Coursera? How do, you, how do you spell that? That's a good question. It's um, C-O-U-R-S-E-A dot org. And so if you just Google that, it'll pop up and, it, and you can do some exploring around and you can find, you know, different classes that might interest you. And you don't have to be a student to, to enroll. Anybody can enroll. My husband and son took a course a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's just it's uh, just an interesting way to continue your learning. So no matter how outstanding. <laughs> so but other than that, that, you know, I'm. Um, many of the universities have um, waived some of the SAT or ACT scores. The UCs have, the Cal States have, but many of the private universities have not. So I'm encouraging my students to still continue prepping for these tests, doing the best they can. They can submit their scores if they're strong, even to the universities that are waiving them. Um, if they don't score well, well, then yes, take advantage of that option and don't, don't submit your score. But if you do score well and you have a strong score, submit it because that will strengthen your application. But, you know, it's always going to be grades are the most important thing. Academic rigor is very important. Um, building your resume with, with depth and, and involvement is very important. Those application essays are key. And then uh, for private schools, letters of recommendation are very important as well. And for... Uh, I still say the SAT and ACT scores are important because, as I said, most of the private schools still have that requirement. Lori, do you think the COVID, as far as when you do your essays, do you think they should, people should, I mean, because, you know, it's, it's, it, it is, you know, part of your experience, but should you use it? You know, when you're writing these um, essays, I would ignore it, right? That's a great question, Erica. And actually, I've been attending admissions committee meetings from different types of universities. And one thing that's kind of a common thread throughout is they say, don't make it a topic of your essay. Sure. But still, you can weave into the essay things that you've done during COVID, such as if nice. service is a big part of your of your um, portfolio, then you weave in what you did during COVID to continue that community service. Mm -hmm. And then last question, Lauren, because of the hundreds of thousands of businesses that are being forced to close, most of our mama, papa community in the country, not right. saying that's not going to re resurrect in, um, in kids like the Connor Streets, you know, start up and you know, create their own with a new business model. Um, do you think that shortfall is going to affect the amount of money that student loans are able to uh, get? I can't say for certain, but I do know that the universities are all very concerned right now because they are losing money. You know, right. they have to send their students home during the spring. And right. so 
They lost a lot of housing revenue that way, even though they mm. continued the online. I'm really impressed with the way the universities converted over to the online or remote, mm. they call it remote learning. Um, and, and they still provided really quality instruction. So that, mm. that still moved forward, but, but the universities did lose a lot of revenue because of that. nobody knows what's going to happen in the fall. You know, mm. if, if students come back fully to campus in the fall, that's one thing. If they come back maybe 50%, that's still a revenue cut. And all the mm -hmm. revenue, or some of the revenue, gener generates scholarship money. Mm -hmm. you know, and also so, endowments as well, of course. But. And last, last question for kids, and if somebody else has a question, but la I was wondering about this. Last question. If kids are going to be doing online, isn't that a cost? I know it costs a lot to get it set up with the remote learning, but don't the don't the um, school make a? It's all profit. I mean, because you're not doing any wear and tear on the buildings. No, but you have your faculty to pay, and you have all of the resources that you need to you know you need to secure for the courses. Right. So while you're not sitting there in person, you're still right. learning from the faculty members that the, the universities highly recruit. You know outstanding faculty members they're very proud of their faculty so it's not going to be all multiple guests and that could be just like a state exam right okay no, they can they they conduct the classes for the same way that they do in person okay it's just so it's still the interaction and all of that but it's just that you're not physically in the same room with with the faculty members got it okie dokie um does anybody have a quick question before we go no certainly not no we're good. I, I have a quick question. Uh oh. Okay. So, with all, Lori, with all the kids that you're working with, what is either the most interesting book that one of your students has read or the most interesting course that uh, you were really surprised and thrilled that a student engaged in? That's a good question. My students are quite different and they always come up with innovative things that are really kind of out of the box. Um, I think one of the uh, one of the activities uh, that I know you asked about a book, but this sort of pertains to it because my student wrote a book. So, um, oh wow! One of my students a couple of years ago decided that he wanted to um, help low-income children with sight problems, and so he, as a freshman in high school, he secured this internship with a an ophthalmologist, and he started learning about how, and he did studies on how lower-income kids. Um, with sight problems, how that affects their academic achievement. So he continued uh, working on this throughout high school, and then his junior year, he actually wrote a book in English and in Spanish, and um, it was for the children, and it's a, for, for young children, and it, it talked to them about the importance of getting eye exams. He even set up, with the ophthalmologist, he set up uh, free eye exams. for. Wow. So he really took it, you know, all, all the way. Can we get him on the show, Lori? If he is here, he's currently, um, well, he probably is here now. <laughs> you may have had him on the show before, but I, I can absolutely ask him, yes. Yeah, yes. that'd be awesome. Okay, Lori, I know you got to go. You're a busy lady. We love you. We thank, thank you, you so me. much. And you know, this it. is a monthly thing now because, I yeah, I love it. it. Okay. So you guys All right. take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank Bye. Let's take a break. We've got a lot of new commercials. We'll be back with more after these messages.
are back, and this is a Santa Barbara Chin Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the queen of teens. Please tune in every single Tuesday. I love it when we have Lori. What a great show. Oh. Connor Street and Lori next up in the house is Ed Langlow. And if only I'd known. Good morning. We do have a if only I'd known segment. And if only I'd known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely, as well as those listening into the show. Today's segment is suggestions on dealing with stress. Uh, during all the distancing and stay at home orders, I think we've all felt a little stressed out. Uh, if you're stressed about how this whole COVID-19 thing is going to pan out, or maybe you just worry too much in general and want to change your mindset, one of the first things to consider is you are your own worst enemy. You're the one that's harboring the fears that bring on the stress. Uh, but here's a couple of things you might want to try. One of the first things could be to take the outcome you envision and put it in a category with the word opinion. We talked uh, about the definition of the word opinion in a previous segment as something that rests on grounds insufficient to produce mm -hmm complete certainty. And I think that fits. So now take a deep breath and picture a more favorable outcome or, mm -hmm. and maybe write it down or repeat it in your mind like a mantra mm -hmm. to block out mm -hmm. any other negative thoughts. If only I had known when I was young that there are ways to deal with stress. Most of the things we worry about don't happen. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't take any action. Remember the serenity prayer? God grant me serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Worry doesn't accomplish anything. Worrying about things you have no control over? Well, that really is a lost cause. So practice serenity. Maybe meditate or just think only pleasant thoughts. Courage to change the things I can. Uh, if there are things that you can do to improve the outcome, then start working on them. Just taking action can ease your mind and can objectively improve the end results. Wisdom to know the difference. If you realize there are things you can do, then uh, maybe you don't have to accept anything you can or can't change. If stress is keeping you awake at night, try addressing that negative thought as your foe. And tell that thought you don't have time right now to be bothered with it and that you'll deal with it in the morning. Next, think about what's best for you. If you decide that sleeping is the best for you, just that thought can shut down that jabbering mind of yours and allow you to nod off. With a good night's sleep, you'll have more energy the next day for some exercise, which can redirect your thoughts to something more positive as well as cause your body to release endorphins that can also boost your mood. Mm -hmm. Biking, dancing, playing tennis, or just walking are a good idea. Promise you this, if you get in the habit of focusing on a better outcome than the one you're stressing about and find any form of exercise that suits you, mm -hmm. spend a lot less time stressing about the coronavirus or of uh, any of life's other uncertainties. I'm Ed Langlow. I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known, when we'll discuss the pursuit of happiness. 
Nice. Woo! Let's Thank take you. a break. This is Erica Salt of the Queen of Team. We'll be back with more after these messages. And this is the Santa Barbara Chin Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Fantastic. All right. What a great show. Uh, community, Santa Barbara, we love you. We're trying to be here and support um, everything that we're going through by having good, healthy content. And there isn't anybody else better to, to produce good, healthy content than Richard Ellsworth. Richard, what do you do? I love the tree. Where are you? I'm uh, I'm at White Rock up off of uh, Paradise Road on the on the mountain. Nice. Uh, yeah, I just I just I, I live nearby, so I just walked over. By the way, you're uh, close to Red Rock, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, which is where that little little thank goodness fire was a couple of days ago. Oh, is that where that was? That's I, where I that was. Sure. I, okay, okay, so yeah, I heard let me, all the sirens. Yeah, let me not distract you. Please tell us what's on your mind. Well, I wanted to follow uh, Ed's uh, segment by, by talking a little bit about stress, which I had planned on talking about anyway, so it was a good, good sort of coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's this really cool technique that I like to tell people for stress. So sometimes people will, you know, smell lavender essential oil and they'll have, you know, good results, but most of the time it, it doesn't really help or, or not all that much. And the reason for that is that anxiety is primarily in our, our, the right hemisphere of our brain. So what happens is, is that we need to block our right nostril and smell the lavender oil with our left nostril. And that calms down just the right side, which evens you out and gets rid of the anxiety almost completely. Um, so it's a, it's a fun, fun little, uh, little tip. Um, and then there are also some other things we can do to just, um, you know, enhance the, the flexibility of our brain as it relates to smells. Um, we can be smelling the food before we eat it. We can also be smelling certain, uh, you know, spices. Like, you know, if we have some time, we can go around the house, you know, smell some oregano or some cloves. And mm-hmm. um, all of these different things have an effect on, on our brain um, and the different emotions that we're feeling. So it can be fun to go around and sort of, you know, experiment with that so we can you know, associate certain smells with certain, um, you know, experiences or, or emotions. And we can, by smelling those things, as a science called, called um, sensory genomics, um, we can smell that thing and then recall that, that emotion and, and bring it back. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do that with sneakers. Reminds me when my good old days playing sports. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why not? Was, that was bad. Okay. <laughs> Well, Brian Falk did a whole uh, dissertation on smell and the importance of smell. This is fascinating. I've, I've never heard of that, to breathe through your left nostril. That's, a, that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, that's, that's specifically for, for anxiety. Um, that one. I, mean, there, there, I mean, there are a million different combinations of smells and, and brain hemispheres that you can, can target for, for different emotions. 
Um, but, but stress is, is such a big one, um, in life and, and, uh, you know, it's really important to be able to handle that. And lavender is, is so common for stress, but I encounter that absolutely does, does nothing for them mm. or it works a little bit, but it's not long lasting. And it's really about targeting the, the proper hemisphere. Great. Yeah. Hopefully next week we've got Dr. Brian Fult and we could add to that, uh, um, it's fascinating though. God, I can't because I never thought of it like that. You know, actually, um, it makes sense. Actually, it, I like it when I'm saying, "Hey, that that actually," and I never thought about it before. So that's fantastic. Great. Um, how much time do we have, D? Five minutes. Great. So let's do this, Dominique. Do you have an ad to that, or Christine? I I, I have a, a a quick ad. Um, it's interesting how smells are related to our memories. So the memories, like uh, when you smell cinnamon and clove, a lot of people think of Christmas, and then they get overwhelmed with all the wonderful emotions of celebrating Christmas and making cookies or different uh, Christmas activities. Um, it's interesting that the smell of patchouli, which uh, a lot of people uh, associate to perhaps spiritual uh, things like if you walk into a, a metaphysical bookstore frequently that will be a, a, a scent that you smell quite often well the history of that is way back <laughs> when uh, the british were in charge of uh india for a while and items were getting shipped to uh, england and then shipped around the world frequently patchouli would be put into the package so that insects would not destroy the contents so our smell relating patchouli to spiritual, you know, more spiritual things simply comes from that was part of the packaging to keep moths out. <laughs> oh, funny. So you can, um, I've heard the suggestion that when you're studying, if there is a particular fragrance or smell that you really do enjoy, you could pinpoint that. And when, say, you're studying mathematics or you're studying uh, uh, social studies or history, you could have that fragrance with you while you're studying. And then when you take your exams, if you have that fragrance on your wrist and you're smelling it, um, so I think there are some studies out there that it increases memory and that it helps you remember your subject because you were enjoying yourself while you were studying and your brain has associated that smell with what you were studying. You mm -hmm. know, the thought has occurred to me with those elements. If you were to create a study area, whether you're studying for school or anything else, if you're something you're focusing on, and you were to have the aroma of staying focused and, and so forth and enjoying it, the color of the room, maybe a, 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 um, a, a shade of a color over the light in the room or in the window, uh, and then the type of music or sound that was being played just in the background, not distracting, but just just there sort of as atmosphere. Can you imagine the level of creativity that would just come rushing out? And those are just three well, of our senses. At, at the end of the day, you know, you want to just, and I think this is, during this experience that we're having right now, we're learning so many things about ourselves that yeah. we never took the time to even think so well anyway, that's why um, it's 2020 the year of perfect vision to go within yeah. and get those answers and yeah. find 
uh, that peaceful, calm place. And if you can do it yeah. with specific fragrances and colors and sounds, then I would say do it because it'll work. Yeah. Just do whatever brings you joy at the end That's of the it. day. Yep. So let's take a little break. This is Erica Salt of the Cleaning Team. We'll be back with more after these messages. <laughs> This is a Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Yes, that's I was mentioning at break. This is this show is a love fest. That's what we do. That's a what we do. Love we create, fest. It, it is a love fest. I used to sing my kids the love boat song. You know, the love boat. I, I don't want to kill you with my voice, but um yeah. That's it's exciting and new. Did you know that? It's exciting it's, it's and new. It's exciting and new. Come aboard. <laughs> It's waiting for it's you. It's waiting for you. you. Yes. Come however, on. however, unfortunately, it's, it is waiting for you. It is offshore, uh, closer yeah. to the islands, and you will have to find your own way to get uh, there well, because we are not know, providing <laughs> the, the, the tenders Teach, to Teach get to Sports Radio <laughs> is the love boat. That's how I've there always you go. wanted to be right. for. Anyway, it's been a decade, and we really appreciate, um, Dr. D, your service. Um, Over 22,000 free commercial hours. We're going to be getting Connor Street signed up here today, and thank you for making that extra special trip to represent 805 Seafood. I can't wait to see the hat that you're going to be sporting next week. (laughs) Uh, But let's close up the show. We've got Christine Marie and a a prayer and some thoughts um, of how we're dealing with this situation. Christine. Yeah, thank, thank, thank you, Erica, and thank you, sure. Ed, for your um, for for the serenity prayer and for the reminder of, of helping of how we can help ourselves um, de-stress during these times. There are so many things that are going on with the COVID and some other things that are very difficult to handle. And um, one of the things that I use when I feel as if I need to. I think that every situation needs more love, not less. Anything that's happening in the world, we need more love, not less. Incredibly difficult things that we think are unforgivable, those things need more love, not less. And um, so one of the prayers I find so helpful for that is the Ho'oponopono prayer. Um, comes from Hawaii, and um, it, it's really about um, acknowledging that what's happening in this world, it's the reality that we're all taking part of, and unconsciously and consciously, and so it's about bringing consciousness to what we, and love to what we may have be bringing to the world unconsciously, especially by what's reflected to us and the things that we don't like that are so hard to he- handle, especially when I feel victimized or when I feel powerless so what i this prayer um it it exists there's only four words it's i'm sorry please forgive me thank you and i love you um but within those four words is really the acknowledgement of you know um dear god father mother child creator is one if i my family relations ancestors have offended you your family relations ancestors in actions, deeds, thoughts, or words throughout all time, please, we ask your forgiveness. Let us cleanse, cut, mm-hmm. purify, and release all harmful agreements, blocks, emotions, memories, and vibrations, and transmute these energies into pure light. 
and unconditional mm-hmm. love. And it's done. And in that whole paragraph is within those four sentences. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the pain in the world. Please forgive me for anything I or any of my, you know, ancestors or anything in my DNA have had access to. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and love and transform. And I love you. And that helps me get up in the morning when things are hard. Oh, that's beautiful. Dominique, I know, throw something on top of that. (laughs) Well, just the beautiful thought that what we're thinking about matters. Each one of us matters. We are all anchors for the light and the love. And what we're feeling matters. So if you feel a grieving time, grieve. If you feel happiness and joy, dance. Everything that we feel matters and helps make the world a better place. Richard, what do you say? Ellsworth. I, I, I totally agree. I, I use the, the Ho'opono prayer all the time, you know, from everything from, you know, every time I hear a siren, you know, I'll, I'll use it. And it's, it's, it's so important Aww. to accept our, our, you know, our responsibility in, in, in certain situations and, and just really send the love out there. A New York version would be yo, yo, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get going. Hey, Santa Barbara, we love you. Hey, if you need some fish, we've got 805 seafood that we need to consider. We've got some great rockfish today. God bless you. See you next week. (laughs) 